their offensive line, nicknamed the Hogs by line coach Joe Bugle, began to control the tempo of the game with a play called 50 Gut. Joe Jacoby and Russ Grimm, the two Hogs that time with the big blocks. John Riggins, the diesel getting warm. Warm! 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 Let's go, diesel! Good afternoon and welcome to another 50 Gut Blog Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Paul Williams. I'm joined tonight by my co-host, Cliff and Guaffin. Cliff, say what's up. What's good, what's good? Ain't much. Tonight, we're lucky enough to be joined by our boys from the Four Verticals Podcast, Cliff Ocean and Terrence Hallman. Fellas, what's good? What's good, what's good, what's good? Hey, what's good, everybody? Ain't shit, man. Terrence, thanks for coming on, man. No problem. Ocean. How you been, man? Not for much. Just chilling. Just chilling. Not for much. Good, good. <laughs> Did everybody see Black Panther already? I gotta ask. Saw it on Saturday uh, afternoon with the fam. All right. How how many stars were we giving that jump? One or five? Like thirty. Thirty. Okay, let's call that. <laughs> <laughs> no, real talk though. I, I I think you'd break the scale to be honest with you. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Everything I heard. Good things. I'm gonna go see it tonight, so please no spoilers. But everybody except for uh, Clay Travis, bitch ass, was giving the John five stars. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'm slicing it too much, or not? Nah, nah, movie's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna see it again this weekend. I mean, it's good. I gave it like four and a half stars. Four, four and a half. I'm not gonna act like it's the greatest movie that's ever been created. I'm gonna calm down a little bit when it comes to that. But yeah, it's good. It's, 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 it lives up to the hype. I'll put it like that. Good, good. Hey, shout out Ryan Coogler, man. Doing right. big things. Shout out to everybody in that cast. Oh, yeah. A lot of I, Michael B. Jordan, hey. Man was on the wire. I forgot this man was in Hardball. He was on the wire. This man did. Uh, huh? Wallace, the greatest Wa- character ever. My favorite character on the wire. Hey, Vince Howard, better than Matt Saracen all day, every day. Uh, what else my man just did? I mean, outside of that one dumbass. Uh, Fantastic Four reboot. This man is really killing the game right now. Fruitville Station, I think. Yeah, Creed, I just yeah. Creed Two's coming out too. Yeah, he did. He, he did the first Creed. He's supposed to be in the second one. Too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Let's start tonight by talking about everybody's favorite quarterback, Kirk Cousins. Uh, <laughs> lately, people have been talking in, in uh, circles that the Redskins might try to apply the franchise tag. As of yesterday, that was the possibility. They have until March sixth to do it, but. Albert Breer of the Monday Morning Quarterback reports that the Cousins camp will file agreements with the NFLPA if the rest try to apply this tag. Fellas, how do we feel about that? I mean, I feel him. I mean, this would this would go against by rule. This is something that you file agreements for. So uh, the team would be in the wrong if they were to tag him straight up. I don't knock them for looking into it to see what like how they can work that out, but. Tagging him is uh, not going to work out for them. It's and and it's such another battle to drag this cousin's crap out even longer. I think you just need to, you need to move on. Take that comp, that comp pick and move on. I, I kind of agree with you. The whole thing is we know that their team's moving on Alex Smith. You had to make the move when you made it. But when you make a move like that, you kind of abandon all leverage you have and try and get any compensation for Cousins. I think by applying the tag to him, you're just making a bad situation worse. I think that I would feel, as a fan, I would like to see them just cut their losses, 
take the third round comp pick they'll get in 2019 and let this man walk find a new team and be done with the whole situation. But I think it's not going to happen though, because with this organization, one thing they love to do is just being petty, and that's a, <laughs> everybody knows that. It's true. It's yeah. true. Bruce Allen is Bruce Paul Bruce. <laughs> yeah, that's Corey's man. Shout to Corey. Because if I look at both sides, like I can see why they want to trade Kirk Cousins because. You know, he's been playing them Hong Kong for the last three seasons, saying, I want to be here, da 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 da. And they gave him offers and he turned them down. So, right. This is true. But one, there was a time to trade him, and it was before, you know, January 31st when you acquired Alex Smith. And two, I don't know if Kirk Cousins would even cooperate with this whole plan. I mean, everybody knows that Kirk ain't a fan of the Redskins and vice versa. Yeah. Why would he do anything in his power to help us out? He already said that he won't he won't sign an extension with any team that trades for him. So that kind of deads the talk right there because you're not going to yeah. be able to make this happen with anybody. Yeah. But either way, the organization messed this up from the from the jump, really. You know. Uh, I mean, did they? <laughs> I, mean, I really I, don't know if they did. I felt I like, I I'm, not, I'm not certain they did, but go ahead. I'll let you hire you out. I mean, I would, cause for me, you know, they he could have into like a deal from the jump when he was named a starter, you know? They tried to. If you read the reports from like the, what you call it, the Redskins can, they want to sign him. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, but if you go back to 2015, he gets hot, the resume make the playoffs, win the division, they lose in that first playoff game. I think at that point, the Kirk Hive and Kirk hysteria kind of Started from that point, and people are thinking, okay, this guy really might be the guy who's going to replace RG3 coming here and lead this team. And in the past two years, he has given us what I would consider at best mediocre football. If I'm just keeping it a buck, I, I don't think he's been anything special. He's he's done okay. I don't know about, he, I don't know about mediocre. He, well, okay. All right. Well, mediocre. We'll, he is not giving us mediocre productivity. Okay. That's different. He hasn't given us mediocre productivity, but. Kirk Cousins, I, I would put him around like 13, 14, 15th best quarterback in the league. I mean, good, not great, just a good quarterback, right? He's a Matt but, Hasselbeck. Trent yeah, Green. exactly. Perfect. He's, he's Hasselbeck. He's Hasselbeck with more hair. But anyway, <laughs> he, he's in a advantageous situation right now because he can ask for the bag. But just because he is asking for the bag and is, hey, make that money. He has every right to ask for that money, but – do we have to be the ones to pay him? I, I don't, I'm not sure we do, and I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we were wise enough to have the foresight to not give Kirk Cousins, somebody who was super limited, $34 million next year. You see so what the Jets are going to 60. Hey, man, <laughs> they're going to fire your man Todd Bowles on September 3rd if they give this man the bag. $60 million? Hey, look, man. I, I think mean, the Jets going to jet. The Jets going to jet. Well, see, the Browns I, will. I look at it different for the Browns and the Jets because they have so much cap space, right? So you might have sticker shock when you see his contract from one of those teams, but those teams feel like we need to get a quarterback and we have all this cap room. And if you are a team that thinks Kirk is some great quarterback, then sure, right? Like, why wouldn't you give him this money? You have the cap room to do it. I think okay. for us, we, if you look back and you read the stories about how that during that playoff season, uh, they were close to getting an extension done, and he, you know, bet on yourself, et cetera, just like, just like Flacco did. And in the end, this is working out for Cousins. Right. Oh, he played this game very well. He knew that at some point the Russians would 
stop calling his bluff, and they would just either pay him or they'd let him walk. And that would lead to much greener pastures, so to speak. But let me ask you this. Let's say the Jets do give Kirk Cousins a contract, which includes $60 million in payments for 2018. And he goes up the next year and goes like 4-12. and 12. Then what? Then, you know, people are going to start blaming him. He didn't have any good weapons there, da-da-da. Oh, I, I, didn't Kirk, sucks. I didn't know the Kirk Hive had a, a New York residence already. Damn. They're going, going to. I love that. They're going to. Yeah, they're going to. Look at it like this. Look at it like this. Grant Paulson might move to New York too, bro. Let's, oh, my God. Let's keep on 100. He, he's going to be uh, Little Cooper's uh, nanny. He's going to watch the baby. Biggest, the biggest, like, he's the biggest Kirk lover I've ever seen on Twitter. No, nah, it's like, it's. <laughs> I, don't think Jet, I don't think Jets fans will want to do this, though. Th- that's See, here's my the thing, point. though. Uh, Do you yeah. think the New York media will put up with that, though? That's oh, the yes. thing. That's oh, the yes. thing. They will. Because this is, I mean, what do they love? Whoa, 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 Cliff. They, they love will. nothing. No, they, I'm saying. I, I think the media is less forgiving than, they might be. Uh, than, than DC. They is. might not be forgiving, Less forgiving, bro. But they would the, the love. The dude knocked out Geno Smith, and they blamed it on the quarterback. They, they have no time <laughs> for games up there. Bro, you didn't pay that man's money, though. <laughs> nah. <it's, laughs> that's like Nigerian, too, man. Nigerian like people. All about the money. I'm Nigerian too, man. All about the money. Okay. Even though, even though Gino's my man, watch out, watch Virginia. That's funny. That's a fucked up shit, dog. How you knock out the quarterback, then blame him. That's how little time there for games up there. For real. Nah, nah. You guys are looking at it wrong. The New York media loves Drama. this because this is this is gonna make them the epicenter of the league. Right? If he gets this huge deal from the Jets. Everybody gets to come out with the little hot takes. They get, they get to call into W the fan. Right? <laughs> it's this is what the Jets want as of media. Because when you have Josh McCann out here going six and ten, seven and nine, you really aren't relevant at all. At True. all. No, you're right. Well, let's be. When's the last time the Jets were actually relevant? Though? Oh, they've been even relevant since they had Benny Testaverde, and he was like forty three at the time. Keyshawn Johnson, title game. Wayne Shabbat. Uh, hey, see, that's how irrelevant they are. And there's a Redskins fan saying this. I forgot about the 09 and 2010 season <laughs> with Dude, uh, they beat, Sanchez. They beat, damn. They beat Peyton. Sanchez and Edwards. I, I forgot all about that. Damn, that kind of just they beat faded Peyton, from my memory. They beat Peyton and Brady in back-to-back years, right? Somehow, with Santonio Holmes and, uh, was it Braylon Edwards? That's a goat. What? What? That's a go. He knocked out um LeBron's friend one time. I think he did. Wait, he did what? Yeah, Braylon. Remember, remember Braylon and LeBron were having that beef. Yeah, he punched LeBron's friend at the club. Yeah. That guy, he got shipped to New York like two days later. Yeah. True story. Look it up. Whew, I forgot all about that. True story. I did forget all about that. Damn. Hey, shout out to Braylon Edwards for knocking out LeBron. <laughs> Get him out the not, way. Not LeBron. Not LeBron. Not LeBron. Not friend, his friend, LeBron. His friend. His friend. Oh, LeBron's That's friend. Some, okay. First of yeah. all, first of all, you think if Braylon Edwards laid hands on LeBron, he'd be allowed to play sports anymore? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't even know how many goons LeBron got. I'm gonna tell you right now, if he had punched LeBron, Braylon wouldn't have made it out of the, out of Cleveland alive. Damn, it's like that. Yeah, LeBron like, he's a king that city. He's a, he's a son of the city. Yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah. There'd been a price on Braylon's head. Yeah. <laughs> Cut them shoes up in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do we think about Kirk maybe going to Denver? Do you think that that's a good spot for him? Do you think that's a more forgiving situation? I mean, because honestly, if he goes to New York, he's going to get the bag. 
if they are bad next year, it's whatever because their team has not been great. They kind of got no, carried last no. year. With you had that wrong. You had that what? wrong. What they, if they stink? They weren't that bad last year. They weren't that bad last year, but they don't if, have expectations next year to go somewhere if they whoa, get whoa. Kirk. But they Denver, signed they will. Kirk. They signed Kirk. The expectation will be playoffs. Period. If you think they're about to get someone sixty million dollars <laughs> with Robbie Anderson, a hundred year old, doesn't matter. Matt Forte doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Catch nah, Matt, Forte, Matt Forte is supposed to get released in the next few days, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, so, look, who so, are they rocking with? Uh, so, so the ghost, look, 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 so the shell of Matt Forte ain't gonna be on that roster much longer. <laughs> now you're tripping, Paul. If you think they're gonna sign him for that kind of money, and then next year as well, we'll see what our record is. But we don't. Nah. nah okay, but I'm asking. Nah. At, okay, at the minimum, at the minimum, they they gonna expect like eight and eight or something nah, for that. They're kind gonna of money. expect playoffs. They saw Josh McCown. It's it, like it's it's the New York media. They always go, <laughs> they always go set the bar super yeah. high. That's yeah, what they do. They for, set the bar. That's what they do for the Knicks every year. Uh, so so Terrence, let me ask you this: If I'm asking you right now, if each team were to get Kirk, who's more likely to be talked about as a deep playoff run type of team? The Jets or the Broncos? Denver. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Denver has. I mean, if they he, might if have he, to let go if Kirk is if two. Kirk is serious about if Kirk is serious about winning, he'd go to Denver. Well, but I, apparently it's but not I'm about the money. It's more so. about the, I'm more. I'm thinking it's more about the bag at this point. <laughs> of course, so, it's about the bag. Hey, even, so, so so if I because I because remember y'all all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, I'm pretty sure he lied when he says it's not all about the money. Of, of course, even though because if that were the case, but he said this about the case a lot of times. It's. I, you know what I'm not even going to say? Probably make a good politician out here lying to folk and finessing. Bruh. He's, he's a great politician. This man never has a misstep in the media, except for the time he pushed the ref in the little charity game. So, so I forgot about that, Joan. But this man never makes a misstep. He has a little perfect little wife and family. He says the right things in the media. The media loves him. He has his own little uh, shows. And and does, and does media got that out. got that exclusive got that ex, uh, those exclusive interviews with Grant and Danny right. every week out there uh, <laughs> shaking hands and kissing babies. He's a politician. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of quarterbacks, finally DJ Swearinger after having a little meltdown when we finally traded for Kendall Fuller, he kind of mm-hmm. on Twitter the other day and was talking about how. He welcomes Alex Smith. He went on Good Morning Football and talked about it a little bit. Oh yeah, we we know about that. I remember the stuff he said after that uh, that Chargers beating we took. Yeah, talk about how the practices weren't tough or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean I, I like him as a voice. He, I mean I'm glad to have him as being one of the faces on the team. Whenever I turn on NFL Network, he's always one of the ones getting interviews and talking because he, honestly I do believe that he speaks from the heart and this and that. And I do believe he was in his films when we got rid of Kendall Fuller. But I'm glad that he mm-hmm. actually welcomed Alex Smith to the team and, and went out of his way because that's not a good look for him being one of the team leaders. And we got a new quarterback, and he's just talking about how dumb a move it was, who's running things in the front office, yada, yada, yada. That's a bad look for him. Yeah. Cliff, I know you're not his worse. biggest fan. It's not that I'm not his yeah, biggest fan. Good. It's not that I'm not his biggest fan. And he's that. Always, always got something to say like, uh, like Garcon did. You can't, just, you can't just get emotional every time, man. Like, after that Chargers game, he got emotional. That was not the time to say those things. After that trade, it was not the time to go on a little Twitter rant, man. Because you know the media's going to take, take, take that shit and run with it. Mm-hmm. I got no problem with his, with his emotion, the emotional side to his game on the field. But when they put the, the mic in front of you, you can't just be rapping all day, man. You can't. You can't you're not going to survive here doing that, man. 
Uh, this is true. This is true. As long as he's playing well. He's playing well, he can say whatever he wants. Right? I get yeah, he's been good. He was good last season. Yeah, the team, exactly. team got to play well. Uh, yeah, that's probably a better uh, assessment. The team doesn't play well because if he's not playing well and the team is uh, five and eight going into December, then it's a different story. I mean, the team has to play well and he needs to be playing well. Because when you call people out after the fact, after you've had a bad season and the team was disappointing, then you just look like an asshole. But if the team is playing well and you're calling folks out, then you're a fiery leader. So there's a time and place for everything. That's why it was kind of a big thing for him to come out and welcome Alex Smith to the team because he's a leader here despite only being here for less than 12 months. Right. Right. Which is a whole different conversation. But Right. I heard, it, he had, I heard he had a reaction to Kirk, though, when asked about Cousins. Yeah. Uh, they <laughs> asked him kind of, you know, you know, we all know that you missed Fuller. Are you all going to miss Kirk in the same way? And it was, he gave a real uh, awkward response. It was, he kind of paused for a good 10 seconds and then said, yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, not exactly glowing. Let me spend my piece on it. Because I, I think, like... When he did that, in my mind, I felt like it told me that I think most of the team, most of the players on that team maybe didn't like Cousins or were tired of the whole charade that he was doing with the organization, you know? See, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's more of the latter on that one. I, it, I know we're all tired of hearing about Kirk, right? Yeah. A matter, of, a matter of fact, I think I had a decree that there's no more Kirk talk on this podcast because we go, we keep breaking the rules. I'm not going to say anymore, <laughs> God damn it. But anyway, I'm tired of hearing about it. The team's tired of hearing about it. I think these players are just relieved to have it over, just to have a resolution. They don't have to go in the locker room and try to get ready for a game. And they're like, what do you think about the Kirk Cousins situation? They don't got to think about it. They can move forward this new quarterback and focus on winning games. Yeah. Everybody can move on, not, not just the players. The fans can move on, too. To be honest with y'all, we, <laughs> we as a fan base, we needed this divorce. Right. Right. It's it couldn't keep going on this way. It was a very, it was a very destructive situation. I mean, you got the quarterback hating the franchise, the franchise hating the quarterback, the teammates not knowing what's really going on, and you're and you're just stuck in this big NFL limbo where anything can happen. And you can't make any moves until the quarterback decides what he wants to do. So for have to have that over, now you know you got Alex Smith for the next three to four years. He's your quarterback. There's no more major questions. You just got to build a roster around him. Just to have that kind of peace of mind is huge for this team. You know, I'm glad that DJ said that. You know, he didn't mm-hmm. like fake it because he's a, what you said before. He's a dude that tells what tells it like it is. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad he said that. You know, yeah, because that's what everybody's been feeling for the last three seasons. You know, right? I do wonder if it was a situation where they knew DJ was upset about it. They let him cool off a little bit. Maybe somebody like Doug Williams or Bruce Allen gave him a call. Like, hey, man, it would go a long way for you to welcome the new quarterback in town, being a, a team captain and a leader here. Because the way you reacted on the night of the trade was kind of a bad look for the team and a bad look for yourself. It was. Kind of, it was. Definitely. Do you guys think that maybe somebody reached out to him and got in his ear and said, maybe it's a, probably a good idea for you to reach Yeah, out? probably not. Probably maybe not. a teammate. No, knowing, this org, <laughs> knowing this org, probably not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm agree. I'm agree with a that. smart move, and nobody here is that smart. It's not yes. even that. I just think we're not, <laughs> we, as, we're not a people person. You know what I'm saying? That's not our org. Our org is not good with people. So I don't think that anyone even, anyone even had the idea to call DJ and be like, "Hey, man, calm down." Blah. I don't think that's our style, man. 
I really Cer- certainly not with Bruce up there, bro. Yeah, this is certainly not with Bruce up there. And I'm not tripping if that's not our style. He's a grown ass man. They traded your corner. They traded the cornerback. You'll get over it, man. Yeah, yeah. Even that quarterback was getting like grosser, to, like in his first year too. So. Yeah, well, I mean, I, sure I, having a meltdown. I, I mean, I think, well, I mean, I had the king of meltdowns on tour that night, <laughs> if, if y'all recall. But at, yeah. at the end of the day, I think everybody had the same knee-jerk reaction to the trade. He gave a third-round pick, and he gave up a young, promising corner making a little over a million dollars next year to bring in a quarterback. And you think about it, it's like, oh, Alex Smith is 34 years old, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, man, you paid the going rate for a starting NFL quarterback and a good one at that. I'm not, I mean, a slot cornerback, it's important to a team. But like Clifford said to me a bunch of times in our little chat, you're not losing a football game because of a slot corner. And you're probably not yeah. winning on a game either. I mean, you got an important position for one of little consequence. That's well, straight, that's, I, straight up. Well, not necessarily little, little consequence. It's just that if you rank the things on a team that are most important, where does slot corner actually rank? There are plenty of positions that are more important than slot corner. Kendall Fuller played good ball. If he's playing a slot. He had a good season. A bounce back year from the year before. Mm-hmm. But I'd rather ha- I'd rather be set at quarterback for the next four years than set at slot corner. I'm right. sorry. And I, and I think that anybody who actually like really thinks about it and you know could go back and and rethink their reaction from that night, I think more people would land on a more rational side and, and come to realize, hey, that was the going rate. You got a good quarterback. He's thirty three years old, going on thirty four years old, but He's not really showing signs of slowing down. He's off for a career year. You can get two good years out of him, minimum. And you gave up just a third-round pick and a cornerback that, you know, like you said, it's not that important. Not that important. Yeah. Uh, look, yeah. I think it's because we made the move and you knew our fan base would have a negative reaction to damn near any move we made. But then when you read about the fact that they were offered bigger deals than what we offered. Right. Right. And had those deals gone down, would the reaction have been that negative? Because if you went on Twitter that night, you'd have thought we traded Dion. Chad <laughs> <laughs> Bailey. Right. True. Like, people were talking about Kendall Fuller like he was the greatest corner on earth. And in my head, I'm like, wow, he had a good season. But it, he wasn't, like, changing our defense. We can trade Jalen Ramsey. You know what I mean? So, yeah. True. Look, and you're right. I think a lot of that does come from just the fact that this – Organization has a bad, you know, a bad connotation. They do things like this all the time. We're the livestock of the league. I mean, supposedly, yeah, true. supposedly, nah, nationally, we are still considered a joke. So a lot of the things we do are immediately made fun of. And that's just how it is. That yeah. and our fan base is weird. Of any sort of move that we try to make, everybody wants to avoid another Donovan situation. Right. Yeah, we got we got too many we got too many ghosts in the past. Yeah, we we got burned too many times. You got your Donovans, you got your uh, your, your fat oh. slob Albert oh, Hainsworth. <laughs> Great signing in team history, Albert Hainsworth. Oh. Yeah, we, we can go all day. Ducketts. Man was headache, you got bro. your your Brandon Lloyd's. You got your uh, two thousand Bruce Smiths. Bruce Smith, Deion Sanders. You got Jeff George. We got we got, Adam Archer Lola. That's a that's a great sign. Yeah, that, him too. Him too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that low-key is one of the worst. I know that uh, Hainsworth definitely is the worst of all the bunch. Yep. But you let Ryan Clark walk. That's first off. That was Sean's man. 
and you disrespect him by letting Ryan walk to the Steelers. Then you bring yeah. in bum ass Adam Archuleta. But he was good though. But he was good in, in St. Louis. But I mean, yeah. was he? But, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah, see, you know, good. see, you he know was... what happens. You know what happens to us, right? We go out and we get these people that we think will play well here, and then when we give them the bag, they come out and they just ass. Oh, that's, that's, it. It, that's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It happens all the time. <laughs> that's what happened with Albert Haynesworth too. That, and Brandon Lloyd. Crazy. Brandon Lloyd is the Albert Haysworth got the bag and he said, you know what, bro, I don't even want to play no more. To me, Brandon Lloyd is the poster child of everything that is wrong with free agency here. I know Haysworth was bad here, off the field, especially. He had his little attitude on the field. Braden Lloyd came here and decided he wanted to be a rapper. Right. He wasn't even going to take football serious anymore. And he openly and, and he openly told us that. He's all of a sudden balling again. He's the he's the epitome of everything that's wrong with free agency here. And yeah. then he balled out in like in his new teams too. Right. Yeah, he went to he went wow. to Denver. Did he lead the league in catches one year? Like randomly? Yeah, he, yeah, he did. I think he did. See, that's that shit. Are we talking about, man? Is <laughs> <laughs> this organization? Do people just come here? Because for every London, for, for every Santana Moss, for every Clint Portis, yeah. there's like two or three or four. Uh, Archuletas. I mean, actually, I can't even say Sean Springs. Springs was a good player here for a long ass time. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a, a Madhu Williams. There's a, 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 a Walt Harris. There's all these dudes. A, that brand, just a Brandon Merriweather. A Brandon Merriweather. Oh, my God. King Concussion. <laughs> this right. motherfucker was wild up there. <laughs> you know what, though? I, was, I think post Hainsworth, the organization seems to have learned its lesson in food agency, in my opinion. I think they've targeted – they've kind of tried to target guys who are a, little, who are a lot younger, uh, guys who seem – And they're not – and if you think about it, they're not giving up the bag either. People give people give Bruce and, and uh what's that guy's name? Eric Shafter. They give them flack all the time, but at least they haven't given up a Hainsworth type contract yet. No, they, they haven't. haven't. I mean somebody that don't deserve it. They gave exactly. up one big deal. This I mean, really they've only given up one huge deal in the past like eight like eight years since Bruce Allen's been in charge. And that was giving Josh Norman seventy five million dollars. And yeah. there's not one team that probably wouldn't have done it. Every team would have paid him that kind of money. He was the best quarterback got, by a wide margin. In 2015, it's because we, we got burned by a Haysworth thing, bro. We don't want to do it no more. Well, exactly because they kind of shamed him out of it. They shamed the team out of making any kind of big splash moves. I mean, and yep. maybe they needed that. Maybe they needed to be shamed out of it. But now that you you kind of built up a little bit of credibility, they know that they're doing this. But as much as people on the outside always say the Redskins are always the Redskins, they're always doing the same old shit. This team hasn't spent any money, and they haven't really been trading away a lot of draft picks either. They've been very yep. savvy with the picks and, and the money and the spending. Eric yeah, Schaefer, the guy. Right, exactly, man. Remember how yep. bad it was a couple of years ago when we had a $36 million cap penalty, how bad it was here? Yeah. Now, now you got almost four, near $40 million in cap space giants. and a full complement of draft picks. Ready to rock. I mean, the right players make the right picks, but at least the money's yeah. there. The capital is there. You just got you just got to make sure Bruce ain't the one picking. Shit, we, we gotta tell these boys about the, the the no slander for Bruce Allen on this podcast. It's not that there's no Bruce slander. It's just you know, <laughs> I feel like we treat Bruce like Bruce is a dummy. Well, Bruce, is, Bruce he kind of is, but you know, he's, Bruce is Bruce is, is just he? the, the Redskins flunky at this point. Bruce, from a in, in terms of getting contracts together, not giving up big money. Okay, he could be praised all that for that, but people, I know people hate Bruce for the whole Scott McLuhan thing. 
and you know the the little slander tour they went on. We saw what happened in USC with their coach. That didn't go down quietly either. How are you going to fire a coach or GM for alcoholism and they just be quiet? There's going to be leaked stories. That's the game. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that's just the game. They leak plenty of stories about Steve Sargent. Is it right? It's not cool to do that, but it's a cold world out here, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess all I can say it's a cold world, man. Something we haven't talked about yet. So, Jason Lockham Ford came out this past week and said that among the Redskins' cuts this offseason could be Josh Norman. And responded to that was that Josh Norman has been unhappy with the front office and might want to leave anyway. Same old story. Same old story. I mean, with Cousins, it was kind of like, whatever, we knew this was coming. With Norman, if this is true, that would be a bad look because that's two high-profile players in the same office season who have voiced their displeasure with this team and maybe they're way at the door. If if you're asking me, I don't know how true it possibly is because he's a fiery guy. He has the defensive players over his house every single Sunday night for dinner, this and that, yada, yada, yada. He's a team leader, and he's a very vocal guy on – Social media and in the media, he would say something about his displeasure with this team because he didn't bite his tongue when he was displeased with the uh, Panthers a couple years ago. He talked all about it all the time. He was like, I want this money. The team's not paying me, yada, 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 and forced his way out. If he were unhappy here, I feel like he would have said something already and not just leaked it through the media. But who knows? He might be unhappy here because we're, we didn't go to the, we haven't been to the playoffs since he's been here. But Josh, what have you done about it? Right, he's been like a pretty good player. He wasn't that. He wasn't like the type of player that he wanted to be when he was like in, in listen, Carolina. Listen, last year he had zero interceptions, man. So let me tell you who can't be talking about the team he's made the play. You are the highest paid corner in the league, correct? Yes. You had zero picks, but you're disappointed. Drop the bunch, and you're yeah. disappointed in the team performance. But what did you do? Huh, Josh? <laughs> like, so like, like, okay, we're not that. You, we're not good enough for you. Do you think you've played great ball here? Right. I'm sending them down office space style. Like, what is it that you do here for eighteen million dollars? Eighteen million dollars, bro. You have no picks last year. Yes, we know you punctured your lung and you played through it. I'll respect you for that, but we're not paying you eighteen million dollars for no picks, bro. Period. Like, like this. Like to me. I don't know what – I get that Josh could be frustrated, right, because we should have made the playoffs his first year here. We didn't. Kirk Cousins. Last, yeah, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Last year we missed the playoffs again. We, we kind of had – we had a rough middle of the season. But you didn't do anything either, Josh. No, what I feel about this is, like, he had, like, a one good year in Carolina, like, 15, that was like his breakout year. He just been like a pretty average corner in the league since. So when he broke out, um, we just bought into that and signed him. I mean, oh, no, nah, nah, I can't say that because I think making first team all pro was pretty damn hard. And he was a first team all pro. Yeah. No, he was. Uh, I don't know if schematically we've used him the same. But and, and I think I honestly to me I feel like his biggest issue might be the fact that we don't let him shadow number ones. I feel that, you. That probably bothers I, him a lot. I, I kind of feel that's kind of saving him from from himself because I I don't know I mean like 
he's expensive and he is a talented player, but I don't see Josh Norman as being a man-to-man corner. I think he is a top-end zone corner, and there's a market for those. I mean, you could argue that somebody who's as good as Josh Norman in zone coverage deserves that kind of money. But, you know, I mean, following him around, that's not his game. Well, my question is, could we trade him or no? Is that? I mean, I don't know who's going to trade for a 30 year cornerback that's making $18 million next year. That's the thing, man. Like, his contract isn't, isn't really team-friendly. Yeah, that's I, true. What, what's, the, what's the cap hit if we get rid of him? You're, honestly, your best bet is restructuring him. And that's something no. that kind of crossed my mind. I, I bet you that there's been a conversation made at Redskins Park where they sat down, Josh and his agent, and were like, how would you guys feel about restructuring or taking a pay cut? And maybe that's what kind of has led to his displeasure with the front office because he probably doesn't want to take a pay cut. Why would I you? don't. We just take pay cuts. No. One, do not take a pay cut, Josh. Like, oh, my God. he should. Really? Listen, guys. Let me t- look, I'm talking in my personal opinion. If I was an NFL player and you come to me asking me to take less money after I just punctured my lung, you can kiss my ass. I ain't taking less money. <laughs> you better cut me. And if you can't cut me, I'll see you at training camp. <laughs> Have my check ready. To me... Mm. To me, we need to, if anything, I'm keeping Josh, right? Right. Solely because I feel like when he's healthy, he is someone who can make plays for us, who has a history of making plays. And at year one, he made plays here. Whether it was knocking, not, you know, causing a couple fumbles, we, need, we don't have too many guys like that. We really don't. Yeah. Um, it's, right. So to get rid of him, I don't, we would then need to replace three corners. Right. With a former wide receiver, a, a third-round pick, and Josh Hosey. God damn. We got to keep Norman. And we just got to put it on Norman to, to be a, the player he, you know, he can be, frankly, because we're going to need that. Let me ask you all a question. Hypothetically, if you had a chance to get out of Norman's contract right now, you could just get rid of him, no cap penalty, nothing like that, would you do it? I would. You would? Yeah. I think Breland's underappreciated. Um, first two seasons, and we was with, when he was with us, he was actually our best of, best D back. Mm-hmm. Then when Josh came, they had that Monday night game where Antonio just twerked Antonio on him, lit his ass up, twerked mm-hmm. on him on national TV, <laughs> killed that man's whole morale. No, yeah, I, so I, I was on him. No, I have, a, I have a theory about that, man. Listen, football when you're playing anything, when you're doing anything in life at the highest level. You gotta have some sort of level of confidence, level of swag, man. This dude coming into her statement and twerking on him on primetime television, I feel like that destroyed his confidence. That's why he was so bad last yep. year. Last year yeah. he was better. But I always feel on a certain level, when you get embarrassed like that and your confidence is shaking, you never really come all the way back from that. Oh, then you gotta go then. I mean, <laughs> I'd be shaking too. Listen, you aren't gonna be the you aren't the first or the last corner to get torched by Antonio Brown. But he is the only one to get twerked on. Okay, you got twerked on. <laughs> Listen, if you think about Breland, Breland had a good start here. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether people want to say, well, because if the excuse is, oh, you got burnt week one and it hurts your confidence, so you had a bad season, is that the kind of corner you want on your team? No, no, really. not exactly. That's not really a defense for Breland, him getting burnt, right? I'm keeping Norman because I know that Norman, when he plays at a high level, is a better player than Breland. Period. Straight up. Like, they, 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 
you think about that Cowboys game. Did he cause a he caused a fumble on that first play, right? The Zeke Zeke run. Yeah. First play of the game. Norman. Yeah. These are the kind of plays Norman can make. We don't really have people that do that. Yeah. And I, I like Breland as a player, but I don't think we can replace that kind of stuff when Norman is hundred percent out there. 